Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loon fans, to another week of Loon Talk. Johnson Harrison here uh, alongside trusty producer, trusty do-it-all, jack-of-all-trades, A.J. Fredrickson. A.J., how are you doing today, sir? That's a very kind introduction. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Uh, glad to be here for another week of Loon Talk. Um, no old curmudgeon with us this week. Yeah, he's uh, down down in Arizona, kicking it up, kicking <laughs> his feet up and uh, enjoying the warm weather. And I talked to him. I asked him when he's returning, so so I know when what part of the winter storm he's flying back into. He's returning Friday night, so he's cutting it. He's cutting it close with that storm. He's just going to fly right into the heart of it, it sounds are, like, or, or the end you, of it. Are you prepared to do it alone? <laughs> Let me ask you that, just in case. <laughs> are you prepared to host from the studio while I do play-by-play from the stadium? Because, no, I am not prepared to do a full two-and-a-half-hour broadcast by myself. My voice is not prepared for that. I think we can make it work, but uh, I, I have We'll find ways Dan. to make it work. Dan will... You know he'll he'll get out uh, get out and hitchhike if needed to get back. I feel like especially for the home opener. Are you kidding? Yeah, you can't you can't miss the home opener. I mean, <laughs> especially after the way they played two weeks ago and got the win, eked out the win against the tough FC Dallas side, who did bounce back this last week. We'll get to that in a little bit. Sorry, got thirsty there. Um, but AJ, let's uh let's jump right into this. The home opener, or uh, maybe possibly, quite possibly, snow opener two or three <laughs> or four point at this point. At this point, it should just be a tradition, should it not? That we have a snow opener to open up the home uh, the home season for for Minnesota United. It's funny because a couple weeks prior to the start of the regular season, I was talking. I, I was with um, two of the great engineers here around Hubbard Broadcasting, Mike Weber, Adam uh, Van Kennent, and uh, we were both talking. Like, hey, you know, the season's coming up, and they're like, oh my god, really? It's already coming back around. <laughs> their first question was, wow, that's that's interesting. I didn't know they started that early. And then their next question was, when when is the first home game? <laughs> because at this time, we were expecting, like, multiple blizzards and everything, yeah. um, you know, leading up to it. And they, that's the, it seems to be, like, even those guys who admittedly, they, they, they will tell you they're not maybe the biggest soccer fans to begin with, but they will tell you how – do you expect a Minnesota sports team that plays outdoors soccer football to play any home games before like April? It's going to be know. amazing. It's going to be, it's going to be beautiful. It's one of those, you know, you wake up and every other uh, American is like, okay, we've got December football. It's, it's snow in yeah. Buffalo. It's the, it's TCF bank for the Gophers in, you know, in the winter time. Oh, it's just that pristine look of the field. I'm, waiting to see just how much work the grounds crew is going to have to do because they are going to have their hands full. Um, it's it's We're expected to get a decent amount, and I know meteorologists are already kind of backtracking themselves because yesterday, 24 hours ago, I was told, oh, it's going to be the next day. This is the one that we were expecting two weeks ago. This is the one that's going to really knock you on your wallet. <laughs> okay, we're expecting maybe like an inch or two, but it's going to be like consistent snowing throughout maybe Friday to Saturday. So... Um, we're going to have weather It's a matter of how impactful that will be on the play. Um, I I'm excited. It's going to be, it's going to be visually very appealing. I can't wait. As someone who works as a video editor for a weather, uh, broadcast broadcast, I guess you would, you could say, uh, editing videos, that storm that looked like it was going to hit all of us is basically tracking towards Southern Minnesota. So 
maybe we'll get hit. Like you said, 24 hours ago, it, all the models were saying about <laughs> 10 to 15 inches for central Minnesota and south central to southern Minnesota. But that is tracked for a little further south than uh, those models were suggesting. So maybe we won't have too much of a snow opener, but the main brunt of it will be done by Friday. And then there'll be another second wave Saturday night. Who knows what time that'll be. So maybe, maybe AJ during the game, we have snowfall instead of rainfall. We have snowfall and we get as Dan predicted last week, I believe the orange ball. I really hope we get the the orange winter ball for, for the home opener, because (laughs) there's no, there's no better way to open up Allianz field for the season than have snow. I mean, it's just fitting for a Minnesota soccer team. Yes. It's soccer. You want to play on grass, but we're in Minnesota. We're playing outdoors. There should be snow. We don't have a, a roof over our heads. Play outside, play in the snow, have some fun. Cause there's no yeah. better, there's no better version of soccer than snow soccer because it's just chaos, pure chaos. Break out the high vis ball, especially yeah. just for like, just the viewer standpoint. You, you guys in the booth and the fans in the stadium, me back here at the studio watching, um, just for the sake of, of like keeping an eye on it. And I know it's not that hard to to find it on a normal day with the normal like white ball that they do, but especially when I watch like the Premier League, it, they they make that switch from fall to winter and they're going to have that high vis ball that they break out for certain games and whatnot. It just makes the viewing experience so much easier cuz it's it's a set, you're highlighting the main focal point of the sport. Yeah. Just make it easier for everyone even as a precautionary thing. You know there's a chance you might get some snow. Break out the orange ball. Give me the orange ball. Yep, that's what we're here for. That might be the title <laughs> of the episode this week, AJ. Give me the orange ball because, uh, all right, we've spent five minutes talking. We've probably spent five minutes too long for a couple of listeners talking about the possibility of an orange ball, the possibility of weather at Allianz Field. But the home opener is this weekend. Uh, the Loons did not play this last week. They had a bye week because there's 29 teams. One team will have a bye every week. The Loons got that in the second week after a pretty impressive performance against FC Dallas two weeks ago. The team that they will play, the New York Red Bulls, they did not have a bye week. They had another game this last weekend where they played Nashville to a nil-nil draw. Now, if you'll remember from the scoreboard update last time, they got beat in Orlando in the opening week of the season 1-0. So they've gone now 180 minutes, AJ, without scoring a goal. It has been rather uh, dull soccer to watch for New York Red Bulls. It hasn't That's been the a most generous in- way to put it. That's it hasn't been the most impressive uh, start to your season for the New York Red Bulls. They have a combined total of, um, if I'm doing my math correctly here, 1.9 XG, if I am uh, doing the math here correctly. That ain't good in two games, 1.9 XG. That is miserable soccer no. for New York Red Bulls fans. And uh, Minnesota has to go up against that this week. A, a team that, you know, many were expecting to compete in the East. They are not competing so far. They are goalless and winless so far, AJ. Yeah, and I mean, with them, you have to remember that they're a young squad. They're averaging, I believe it's like a month or two over 24 years of age for their starting 11, so it's not like they have multiple seasoned veteran uh, presences in that starting lineup for them to really like be a field general. They're looking to some of these younger guys that don't have uh, maybe the biggest of track records to, you know, go out there and be that field general and really command the troops and rally the team and everything like that. So they, it, it's, we, we talked about this last week after the loons opening match, they, the identity of the team, 
they might be a team still that is going to take a few weeks to really find that identity and that, you know, eyes are looking around the locker room, the dressing room, and like, who's going to step up? Who's going to be, who's going to be the, the, the voice of this team and really lead the charge. And for that, I mean, you usually look to some midfielder or somebody along the back line because you just, they see the entire play happening in front of them at all times. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, th- th- this is a week that, especially with now a very short sample size, what we've seen Minnesota have to kind of do for their game plan defensively, they could be going, it's very possible, three straight games without a goal. It's it's Yikes. a high possibility, which is not a way that you want to open the season. So you I you know the message in the in, you know, just on the bus, on the plane here is going to be somebody's finding the back of the net if you have to kill a guy. We are <laughs> we are scoring this weekend. Yeah, because so, if they don't, if they have to go back to New York and they have three games without a goal, that is not going to be, as you said, that's not the way any team wants to yeah. start, especially a team in New York, especially a team uh, like the New York Red Bulls who have uh, as much uh, respect about them as they do. And yes, they are young, but they do have the best hair in the league in John Tolkien and his, uh, <laughs> I guess you'd, you'd call it almost a Minnesota boys hockey tournament mullet, wouldn't you? That thing is as impressive of a mullet as you will see in the league. Well, it's it's funny you mention that because I heard rumors that Hill Murray's going to reach out to him and see if they can get him <laughs> over at the X with the tournament going on this week. They see if they can get him a day or two early to go get out there for the opening lineup because yeah, he's got he's got uh, he's got a nice head of lettuce. That's for sure. Is is hockey the only sport that calls it lettuce? <sighs> I don't feel like I hear that term outside of hockey. Well, it's lettuce or it's flow, you know. Yeah, it's but still, yeah, it's still no, I guess not. I don't, I don't, I don't hear that. I don't hear that as much now that you now that you say that. Just because I grew up as a mainly a hockey guy, yeah. Um, it's just become so natural. So like maybe for other people, initially they're like, "What are you talking about? He's got lettuce." That's a foreign term <laughs> to me. Um, no, yeah, hey, we're talking about hair on head. Yeah, John Tolkien has some of the best hair in the game. We'll see that. Anybody who watches the game will see that. Also, if you're watching the game, uh, you'll most likely find it on Apple TV+. And on that app, because it's a home game this week, it'll be the first time you will be able to flip the audio to Dan and I on the Apple TV. Perfectly synced up, perfectly ready to go for you. Please do that and enjoy our broadcast. If you're already watching the game and you're not at the game, you might as well tune into the home broadcast, the home radio broadcast, and get a hometown call of that game it should be fun please join us it'll be a fun time for the home opener cannot wait uh for that to take place uh we'll wait we'll save our predictions for later in the show aj that's about as much time as we'll spend on it because we're generally not a preview show here we're kind of more of a review show so let's get to a look across the league a very early look across the league this will be a shorter condensed episode since it's a bye week for minnesota Plenty to discuss from this last week in Major League Soccer action. We've already discussed New York Red Bulls, Nashville. It was a nil-nil draw. What is the result that stood out to you the most, AJ? There was two. Um, I know we talked about one of these pre-recording, so I'm going to probably let you take it. But the one that I'm going to go with is Dallas. FC Dallas 3, LA Galaxy 1. If I remember correctly, and I'm sure we'll get to this here coming up. I know you said you didn't. Uh, necessarily update the predictor. If my memory serves me correctly, though, I picked LAFC or LA Galaxy rather to beat FC Dallas handedly. I think I said um, probably D- Dallas comes out three 
on the board. 3-1 the final there against uh, Galaxy. Granted, it was at Toyota Stadium, so they were at home. But um, I didn't expect Dallas, after what we saw week one, for them to put up three on LA Galaxy. And maybe that's LA Galaxy off the rocker and just not maybe the defensive team that I expected them uh, to show forward here. But um, that was a little surprising to me. And that final scoreline uh, caught me off guard. It was the attack that was supposed to be there two Saturdays ago in (laughs) Alan Velasco and Jesus Ferreira. They actually came to life and took advantage of an LA Galaxy side that uh, didn't play the previous week because of a snowstorm in LA. Yes, a snowstorm in LA. It's weird to say that, but times are changing, man. Um, LA Galaxy did not play, so they had the week off. They should have been all fresh and ready to go, but uh, they get the goal right out the gate, or they get the first goal in the game, 35th minute, Dejan Jovelic. Uh, scores in the 35th minute, but in the second minute of stoppage time, Alan Velasco scores to level it up, just heading into halftime, which is all, which is like the worst time to give up a goal. And we've, we experienced that plenty of times in the past for loons felt like, what was it? Two seasons ago, every time heading into half, just like the last five minutes of regulation or in stoppage time, there'd be a goal let in. It's like, ah, here we go again. Why are we doing this? Just right when we're heading into halftime, uh, but then Jesus Freire comes out and bags a brace, 56th minute and 64th minute. And as you say, gives Dallas a pretty impressive 3-1 victory over the Galaxy. Yeah, that one, I think that one took people by surprise a little bit because they were expecting a little bit more from the Galaxy after the season they had last year, figuring that another season under Greg Vanny, they would take another step forward. Well, no Chicharito, obviously, because he's injured. They don't really do much other than score that goal. And yeah, FC Dallas take advantage of them. Uh, the game that you were referencing that we talked about beforehand, St. Louis S or St. Louis City SC or whatever the heck it is, St. Louis City, they host their first ever Major League Soccer game, and it was against Charlotte and both the two newest teams in the league. And what an atmosphere it was, AJ in St. Mm-hmm. Louis. I tuned in specifically for that game because I wanted to see the brand new state, the newest stadium in the league, and uh, those fans showed out. One of the birthplaces of soccer in this country. And, uh, man, St. Louis really showed out. They really had an atmosphere. They gave up uh, the goal in the – or they gave up the first goal to Charlotte. I'm pulling up the, the yeah, timeline here. Yeah, in the 25th minute that bags the first one. Man, that dude had some hatred raining down on him from the St. Louis fans. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he touched the ball after he went down and tried to draw a foul, it was just a rain of 20,000-odd boos, and it was hilarious. Uh, but, yeah, but as you mentioned – St. Louis, once again, get a goal gifted to them by an incredibly dumb back pass from the opposing team's defense. And this is becoming a thing at this point. It seems like it's only two (laughs) weeks into St. Louis's existence, but it's twice now that they've done it. The first time in Austin was a little contentious because of how it played out. Uh, That's already been gone over. We're not going to rehash that here again. But this time they get it again. And I don't understand why it keeps happening, why teams keep passing it back to a St. Louis <laughs> offensive player in their in the St. Louis attacking third. It doesn't make sense to me. I want to see I know I know we just unveiled the new kit. But I want to design now next season. The next MNUFC kit is going to have to look like a goalie kit so that teams just get confused and just pass to like Franco Fragapane. Just <laughs> in the clear, wide open. Just hey, here you go, walk in. Cuz it's it's two weeks in a row now that this has happened and it's almost incredible like how teams are just like yeah we're gonna spot you one this is the this is us being nice since you're new here um <laughs> it, it's it's pretty funny and really quick going back to 
what you were talking about with the atmosphere and everything. St. Louis, round of applause. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. just the 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 pre-match stuff that I saw. There was a concert outside. The fans flocked from miles around. The the building was packed. You like the I believe at one point the announcers before even like any second of a game had been played. They're like. This stadium is rocking. Like the the yeah. stands are vibrating. So uh, St. Louis, they they definitely showed out, and they I for the crowd alone deserved a win. Maybe not that goal that they got gifted, but they deserved a win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, other results that surprised us: Miami two, Philadelphia nil. This one was a bit sure. surprising because it's Miami without Lionel Messi yet, which we're all kind of assuming at this point might happen uh, later this summer that Messi makes the triumphant uh, uh, debut in MLS that we're all really, really hoping for because, my God, that would be an absolute worldy of a story if Miami are able to get Messi this summer. Uh, but Miami, they get a 2-0 win over Philadelphia. Philadelphia team that, yes, has CONCACAF Champions League action going on as we record this, so they might have been looking ahead to that. But it's a Philadelphia side coming off a 4-1 route of Columbus last week a team picking up exactly where they left off last season and Miami just shuts them out, just blanks them down in my down in Fort Lauderdale. Impressive victory from Miami. Uh, makes you kind of wonder what, what happened to Philadelphia there. Yeah. Um, second week slump maybe or something. Cause that was, I'm not going to say unprecedented because I think Miami can, I think they're going to be a better team than what they were last season, but I did not expect what we after saw week one, I expected Philadelphia to roll, yeah. just roll and get three points. So uh, kudos to Miami. Maybe they have the the book figured out and just had a better uh, game plan that night or maybe a few bounces their way. Um, but they uh, definitely put a notice in my mind moving forward now. That's now a pair of two nil victories for Miami to open up the season. So congratulations to them. They figured it out finally after what, a two and a half or two years now. Uh, a miserable first season, a little bit better of a second season, but it seems like they've started to figure it out just in time for the world's greatest all-time player to to arrive on the shores of America in Miami, Florida, and play in the pink and black of Miami. Uh, the other result that was impressive to me this weekend, uh, Seattle, 2-0 win over Real Salt Lake. Seattle, after the season they had last year where, yes, they won the CONCACAF Champions League, they became the first MLS team to do it. But then the rest of their season was pretty dang miserable, and they missed the playoffs for the first time in the club's history. They've bounced back, scored six, given up none in their first two games, and it looks like Seattle's back to being the class of the Western Conference. Good luck to everybody else. Yeah, it's uh, Seattle is going to be. Uh, they're gonna. I think they're gonna do exactly what we expected them to do at some point last season, but it just never came. You know, we were leading up to the playoffs. They're just like they're gonna flip the switch and just run the table, and they're gonna be the Seattle Sounders that we expect Seattle Sounders to be when they take the field for ninety minutes. Um, but they, uh, wow. I mean, Real Salt Lake, I think, is a very good club, a very good team that's gonna be at the top of their conference for uh, the majority of the season, maybe even into the playoffs, and make a run. But Seattle. Two two uh, two nil win. I think it takes a smidge away just because it is at home for them at Lumen uh, Lumen Field. But um, if that was on the road, I would say Seattle is all of a sudden you know give them the legit stamp. They are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, uh, we all and lastly here and look across the league, we all had uh, Giorgio Chiellini opening up scoring this season for LAFC, right? 
Yes, absolutely. That was uh, definitely. If, if the, there's one thing he's known for, uh, especially in his Juventus days, his Juventus days, <laughs> is uh, just bagging goal after goal. I mean, who 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 would, who would be passing? Uh, who would be receiving all those beautiful passes from Cristiano Ronaldo all those years? Of co- of course, it's Giorgio Chiellini. Are you kidding me? Passing in Ronaldo? What? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad you got the bit there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was that was uh, a fun game to begin with because you have LAFC just jump out to a 3-0 lead. And then all of a sudden, Portland decided, oh, we actually want to play. We actually want to be here at this game. <laughs> yes, they had the game on the Monday and then had to fly out to LA and have the game Saturday. So it was a short-ish turnaround for them while LAFC didn't have a game uh, the previous week because of the snow out in LA. Um, but yeah, it, Portland making a game of it late. LAFC showing some defensive frailties late, but uh, showing that the goal scoring is absolutely still there. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not gone because Christian Bale and his what three goals from last season left. Um, so yeah. It, yeah. What did I say? You said Christian Batman. Oh, Batman. Yeah. Batman. <laughs> Dang it. I knew I was going to do that eventually. Where's the goal. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Gareth. Where's Bale. the golf course. All right. Anyways. <laughs> Could there have been anyone more like shy when he's when he's going up to to tee off at that tournament a couple weeks ago and Jim Nance was interviewing him? I dude, I love him. I he he seems like, so shy for like a world class superstar. It's it that's I I that's why I lo- I love him. He he's just he just seems like a tremendous person. Um, and you know maybe there's stuff behind the scenes that I don't know, but just like on the field. If he scores, he will, you know, take every article of clothing off and really get in your face about it and whatnot. But, you know, off the field, if you want to talk to him and have a sit-down thing, you're getting, like, five words per answer. It's just, yeah, you know, um, I got a tea time tomorrow. And... But, yeah. no, I'm, I'm nervous really in front of the media, so. man. I, I, yeah. I, I don't want to do this. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, he just seemed so nervous when Jim Nance was trying to talk. He's like, man, I'm just here to golf. Like, can I yeah. just <laughs> – can I just that, that wasn't in that wasn't in the in the contract agreement for the no. golf outing. It, he he thought he was just going to go and play, and there might be a few cameras, not actually one on one. Hey, I'm Jim Nance. Like, let's yeah. talk about stuff. <laughs> also, Jim Nance didn't seem to know that much too much about him. So whatever. I don't. Jim I don't Nance does not strike me as a guy who would know who too much about him. At least he was just told, "Yeah, this guy played soccer, won a couple Champions League. He's kind of a big yep. thing, but he's retired now." Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. All right. So that's been a look across the league. Uh, now time for the predictor. Dan usually does this part where he explains it. So I'm going to try and do it. We'll each make three predictions goal or uh, scoreline predictions for this weekend. We each have to choose at least uh, the Minnesota United game. Um, if you get it, if you get the correct result and score, you get two points. If you get just the correct result, you get one point. If you don't get either of them, then you get zero points. I don't have the updated results, so we're just going to wing it this week, and we're just going to go with our predictions. AJ, I will let you start first, sir. All right. So um, one thing, in case this is your first time listening, I don't know if you mentioned it or not, but we have to choose the Minnesota United match for our game, so I think we are going to start off with it. Um, I alluded to this earlier when we were slightly previewing this weekend's game. I said it's very possible that New York Red Bulls go three consecutive weeks, three games into the season without recording a goal. I think that becomes true this week. The Minnesota offense is not going to be abundant, but, you know, they'll get one. I'm expecting MNUFC one, New York Red Bulls zero. 
Yeah, now, now you're speaking my language here, AJ. There we go. I don't have it just one. I don't have it three or four, though. I'm going with 2-0 Minnesota United. I think the defense is solid with Tapias and Boxel in the center and uh, Lawrence on the left and whoever they put on the right and Dane St. Clair looking like he might be in good form. I don't know. He wasn't really tested all that much against Dallas, but who knows? Let's see uh, what Dane St. Clair Dane St. Clair can do because this is the game last year, if you remember, against the Red Bulls where he came up and stopped, I think, nine shots, including a penalty stop uh, on short notice because Tyler Miller got sick and basically never gave the job back. So this is a team he likes to play against, at least in that one game last season. So we're going to make that a narrative, why don't we, AJ? Because that's what (laughs) we in the media circles do. We make narratives, and I'm going to make the narrative that Dane St. Clair has New York Red Bulls number, and that's only going to come back and bite me, I bet. But right now, for the predictor, AJ, 2-0 Minnesota. All right, moving along to my next pick. Um, I'm going to go with uh, this one might be a little bit more of a layup in terms of the one-point prediction, but I've got Atlanta on the road at Bank of America Stadium taking on Charlotte, and I have Atlanta picking up a 2-0 win. Whoa. Interesting result. Charlotte hasn't started the season off the greatest Atlanta, I don't remember what their schedule or what their results are have been so far, but that's the first game of the week, 11 a.m. Central Time, an early start for for Major League Soccer in this country. Uh, should yeah. be a fun one to watch that one. I'm going to go Vancouver and Dallas. Vancouver are probably the team I'm going to pick on the most this season, either them or Montreal. <laughs> I might pick on Montreal later. Who knows? Uh, but Vancouver, I'm going to pick on here because they haven't looked good to start the season either. And Dallas. Well, they had a good result last week. Their attack finally got going after a game off. Uh, I'm going to predict that that continues on this Saturday, and it's going to be a 2-1 win for Dallas. All right, all right. Uh, My last pick, the third, is going to uh, involve the Cinderella St. Louis City. They are not going to be able to keep this going for another week. I think uh, I think the 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 carriage turns back into a pumpkin, the dress turns back into tattered robes, and maybe we see what we expected two weeks ago before opening week. I think they head to Portland, they head to Providence Park, and they lose. It'll it'll be a closer one than I'm than I'm maybe alluding to, but it'll be two one uh, Portland over St. Louis. All right. My final prediction is going to be the other team I'm going to pick on quite a bit this season in Chicago. <laughs> they've had a miserable offseason where they didn't really do a whole lot of anything. Uh, they've basically had a miserable past five or six or ten years. And uh, they're facing a Philadelphia side who just got blanked in Miami. Yes, they have CONCACAF Champions League action going on as we record. But I'm predicting a Philadelphia bounce back at Subaru Park. So at home against Chicago, I think it's going to be three... Mm, no, it's Philadelphia. Let's go four nil Philadelphia. Let's go. Let's go crazy. Let's go wild. Four nil Philadelphia. Wow. AJ, that's my last prediction. Wow. All right, wow. time for write that down. After we just had that, uh, the predictor write that down is our weekly other our other weekly soccer prediction related segment. We don't have to predict just score lines here. We can predict anything uh, within the soccer realm. At least one of those predictions has to be Minnesota United related. Uh, we each get three predictions, and once again, no results here this week. We're only, we're all vibes this week, and we're only picking. So, AJ, uh, uh, like like the predictor, I'll let you start first. All right. Um, this one, I, I wrote these down yesterday because I know we were maybe expecting to try to record yesterday, but we didn't get a chance to. So this one now, I'm admitting, is probably gonna, going to not help my case. 
but okay. I'm still going to say it anyway. This weekend on uh, on Saturday, there will be one weather-related stoppage during the game. Okay. You think whether lightning or something? Um, I'm I don't thinking think snow's going to stop it. I'm thinking of maybe too much, uh, too much like too much water on the field. Somebody takes a too hard of a step and like a little turf comes up and they need to come out and patch it really quickly. That type okay. of a, that type of a like field maintenance type of thing. So not like there's too much snow more, just like something is affected because of the weather. Um, and, or, or um, let me rephrase this. There's going to be some time, not stoppage, but the game is going to be affected in some way, shape or form in time by the weather, whether it's like, we're going to start a couple minutes later because warm-ups impacted the field more than we thought or okay. something along those lines. So the game is affected by the weather in some way yeah, uh, and that it's mm-hmm. delayed a little bit at least at one point. Fair, fair. Um, okay. I think this might be a bunt single. I have a couple of them built up from last year, so I'm going to use one of them here. I predict, AJ, now the weather's not supposed to happen until later on Saturday night. And the weather, the main part of the snowstorm is supposed to be done by Friday. I predict that we'll have snow falling during the game at some point. And it's not just okay. going to be blowing off the roof. It's legitimately going to be falling from the sky, and you'll be able to see it on the TV broadcast. Write that down. All right, all right. So we've got um, a bunch of them because Dan has his from last week where we'll get the, the high-vis orange ball. You've now said it's going to be delayed in some form. I said that snow is going to be falling. That's my bunt single for the week. Maybe. <laughs> might not happen. We'll see. I'll have to get a weatherman, I know on it and see what happens there. But uh, AJ, your second pick, my second pick. So I said, I did predict that uh, MNUFC is going to win one zero. And I have faith that even if they score more than that one goal that write this down, Franco Fragapane will be involved in each of Minnesota United's goals this Saturday. I like it. Franco Fragapane, get him on the, get him on the score sheet. Um, write this down, AJ, Dane St. Clair. I've already predicted in the predictor that he'll get a clean sheet. He will have a clean sheet, and he will have made more than four saves in that win, in that clean sheet win. Write that down. That's hilarious because I actually had something similar to that. I had, <laughs> I had, I had that parlay, but I had five, I had five saves, and I was like, eh, I'm not fully sure about that. But want to what um, up me? No, uh-huh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna branch out. I'm gonna have this one is going to be down the road, so we're, I'm gonna stash this one away for okay. a while. All right. There's rumblings. Rumblings. And I've heard, and there's, well, it seems not like because you're hungry. Of, no, no. I actually ate before I came into work today. There um, <laughs> there's rumblings and there's too many rumblings for me to ignore this down the road. Tottenham Hotspur and Antonio Conte will part ways and the manager who will replace Antonio Conte. Can I guess? None other. Pochettino. Mauricio Pochettino. He's coming home. He's coming back, baby. <laughs> He's coming get- back. <laughs> Give me Pochettino ball stat. <laughs> Pochettino's coming back and Harry Kane's never leaving because Pochettino will be back. God, I hope not. <laughs> I hope so too. I don't want him on Manchester United. You guys can keep him. Did- we'll take we'll take Osman from Napoli. <laughs> we'll take him. Oh god. Uh since I just said Manchester United there and you had your uh your Premier League prediction, wasn't a good weekend for Manchester United. We'll move on quickly from that. Uh, write this down. They play South Manchester United play Southampton this weekend. They will bounce back. They'll get a win, and it'll be by more than three goals. They will win by. Ooh. Write that down. I like that. Um, really quick, off topic here. 
Thoughts on Bruno Fernandez just shoving a referee in the back? I'm going to be honest. When the scoreline got to 3-0, I shut off the TV and went grocery shopping. And I hate That's... grocery shopping, but I didn't care to do have any more <laughs> of my Saturday ruined with that game. So I just decided we're going grocery shopping anyways. Let's just go now. I don't need this. By the time I got to the grocery store, game was done. <laughs> I flipped on Sirius XMFC to see what the hear what the scoreline was, and it was seven nil. I'm like, thank God I didn't listen or watch that anymore. Didn't need that. So I don't. I didn't see it. It's not a good thing that he shoved a referee. Um, I'll have to go back and watch it. I mean, it doesn't seem like they're gonna punish him for it. At least that I've heard so far. But obviously, not a great thing that he's shoving referees and all this talk that he's a bad teammate and just pouting and whinging all the time. Like, okay, but. This is the same guy who took all the blame when they were playing poorly under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and who gave all the credit to Marcus Rashford when he finally got back into form, even though a lot of it was done by Bruno Fernandes' brilliant passing and brilliant creativity, creative play. This is this guy's an ultimate leader like for this team. He, he clearly loves the club and he clearly loves his teammates and wants them to succeed more than just him personally. So... Him be him getting upset and whining and whatnot when they have a bad game, everybody would do it. I'm not surprised a guy is getting upset when his team's getting their asses handed to them by their by their rivals. Like it's gonna happen. Now yeah. the shoving a referee thing is terrible. It's you shouldn't do it. You absolutely shouldn't do it, and you should be punished uh severely. So yeah, it, it would suck for Manchester United because he's their most creative player without Christian Eriksen, but can't be doing that to a referee man you just can't yeah no i i the the main one i saw is that the, i i don't know if it was the referee that he pushed or one of the on the team or somewhere was calling for a five game ban that seems yeah. excessive that seems you're like you're acting like he like put the guy in a chokehold and like made him tap <laughs> right. out like come on let's let's relax a little bit here but right. uh but yeah no interesting uh sorry about that but that being with, with that if it makes you feel any better Spurs lost to Wolves, and that ruined my Saturday. So, <laughs> yeah, fair. That's fair. I mean, Conte's going to be gone at the end, if not earlier, at the end of the season. It's just not working out well. But hey, shocker, we've AC, right? We've got, we've got AC Milan tomorrow, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, then you know, yeah, yeah. Then we get. Then we can only focus. Then we get to only focus on. <laughs> oh, God. No, it's just depressing. That's Antonio Conte for you. Once he runs, <laughs> once he runs his course with the team, it's done, man. He's done, and I'm surprised he lasted this long, considering the spending habits of of Daniel, Daniel Levy. Levy. Ugh, yeah. yeah, considering how Antonio Conte and this, we've gone completely off of Loon Talk. We've nah, kind of just done talking everybody, about everybody. Shut it off by now. Nobody's. I was going to say, this. if you're here 34 minutes in, thank you for sticking around because <laughs> it's been a bye week. There's not really a whole lot to talk about right now. So, congratulations prom- for sticking around. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate we it. Promise we'll be back to 100% loons starting next week. Dan will be back to keep us in line next week. Yeah. <laughs> so it happens when the kids get to run the ship. All right, that's been Loon Talk for this week. AJ, good stuff. We will talk to you Saturday. Loons yep. fans, we'll talk to you Saturday. On- and with that, really quick, John, I know you probably were going to plug this right now, but uh, if case you are just tuning in for like the first match of the season for MLS this year and you're looking through your television channel guide and you're like, where are the Loons? I can't find the Loons. It's because they're not on cable anymore, everybody. So the only We've local gone to the spot, future. The only local spot in town that you can check out MNUFC live coverage 
is on ESPN 1500 AM in your car. If you have 94.5 HD2 with an HD radio, a lot of the newer cars do, you should have that. Just tune it right to there. Or you can go online to live.scorenorth.com, check out uh, the live listen tab, and you can check us out right there. Otherwise... John, you can be heard live on Apple TV if you have MLS season pass. There's going to be a little gear icon in the bottom right corner of your screen. Click on that. Switch the audio from Apple TV to home local radio call, and you will hear the voice of the loons, Dan Terhar and Mr. Jonathan Harrison on the call, live synced up perfectly with the action before your eyes. Um, I'm going to probably turn you guys off in the studio and have that turned on on the TV monitor. So we're going to have issues with there, and we're going to work it out. But I have to experience that because that's <laughs> that's just too cool to pass up. All right, that's how we're going to end because that's just perfect ending. See, talk to you later, Louis fans.